This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Hawkside Guns Podcast, and I am Sean. With me is Buana. Hello. We have another exciting episode in the saga of the Gun Rescue series. And last uh, last cast, for those of you, which was our highest downloaded cast ever, by the way. More than two, huh? Yeah, at least four. All right. Hey, uh, making bacon. <laughs> we picked up a couple guns from a local gun show. And we have a pistol, a Heritage, uh, or not, not Heritage, Heritage, not sorry, an H&R. I keep saying Heritage. I saw a Heritage today at the gun show. We'll talk about that in a second. But an H&R 925. Uh, Which we should have passed on, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just sucking sour balls right now. Yeah, well, it's awful. That's all right. I, My inheritance I, will be good. You're uh, we, we, we did an H&R 925 snub nose, and uh, we picked up. 22 long rifle, not a uh, uh, Lakefield Mark II. Tell two. you what, we'll trade guns. You give me a hundred bucks, that'll work out <laughs> fine. Okay. Oh, after I fix the the Mark II. Yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and fix that one up. I'll be fine. <laughs> it's not an automatic. I know how you like your automatics. Well, I like the bolts too. I do too. But uh, somewhere I have a pump laying around, but we won't discuss I that. I don't know what that would be. I yeah. have a pump. But I don't know where yours would be. I, yeah, I don't me neither. recall that one. That was I. I have a a twenty two long rifle pump, a beautiful Remington. Uh, but Fieldmaster, uh, I believe. Is yeah, what you I, I think it. that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I haven't looked at it in a while, and while you're here, we're not going to look at it at all. Oh yeah, that's probably <laughs> wise since the case still has my name on it. I don't didn't think it even does. Give me back the case. No, okay? no, I didn't. No, it's not. It's, you can, uh, told you I, can, I don't say nothing. It's all right. Yeah, suffer in silence. Yeah, that's your <laughs> pretty MO. much. That's that's you know anybody <laughs> who knows me would suggest that. Y- yes, I'm sure anybody who's who's heard you at all. Uh, we did go to before we get to that. Uh, we did go to a cast uh, this morning. A cast. All right. Oh, shoot. Wow. Yeah. I'm this getting... should be fun because it's mostly the Sean show today, <laughs> and this should be really good. We did go to a show. Uh, this morning it was a the gun Lewis, show is Lewis what he meant. gun show. And, uh, we were, it's, a, it's, I think the smallest show we get is to. the smallest uh, show. It's, it's also the closest, but it's the, yeah, smallest. I mean, it's, it's within a half hour. Either one of us, I think me, it's a little closer to me than it yeah. is you. Uh, we showed up to 400 tables, which for, I, I found out recently that, uh, we got a couple, uh, people just chime in here and there and they're like, 400 tables is a big show, man. I'm like, not in no, Texas. It's not, no, not, not in Texas, not in North Texas. It's not, it's, yeah. uh, the Fort Worth gun shows over 1200 tables. Yeah. Even the small ones are somewhere around 800. Yeah. To, seven to eight. I mean, yeah. Mesquite started out at 600. It's at 800. The last now. time we went, it was over 800. Yeah. It was yeah. over 800 tables now. So yeah, that Allen one's big too. Yeah. Holy. It's, yeah. It's been getting bigger big and more packed. Yeah. I hate the exits, exit plan. Though. Yeah, they make you go in a circle on the Allen Show. You can't get out where you came in. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, you have to go in the other. It's 20 feet from here, lady. It's what? Why would I? Why do you like, oh, no, it's the flow. There's 100 people here. It's two acres big. What? That's all right. We'll get on with it. But anyway, anyway. the Louisville Show, which is where we went today, yeah, is we, very we, small. It is very small. Um, you know, Supporting your local shows is something we do. We call it supporting. Really, what we're doing is going and hunting for cheap things. 
which they didn't have today, which was no. reflected in the season. No, we or gave the season our reflected in the pricing, however you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, we've we've gotten. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we didn't really need anything. Um, I couldn't even justify two of the inexpensive finds that I found. I, as we may have mentioned, I am a big fan of odd ish type um weapons <laughs> how polite uh there were there were two there actually three we, you should on, use the word unique okay because <laughs> odd is not going to cover it odds people going well does it fire out what the side or what <laughs> no it fires straight most of what he looks at fires in a straight line most but of that's it. that's about it that's uh yeah i there were there were really two that i liked um one was a bolt action 30 30 breakover rifle and it had a big scope on it it wasn't a bolt action it was just a break 3030 no 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 okay yeah it's a break open 3030 with a scope on it and the other one was a bolt action 410 yeah that 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 one had a bolt on it uh oh it was great the bolt action 410 i saw it actually i think you saw it first and you're like oh god he's yeah, gonna... we're going to have to stop here for a minute <laughs> he's like look like oh my god i need this cuz i've got a bolt action 20 gauge uh, but I don't have a bolt action 410. I, everyone needs one of those, I think. Um, Aside from your daughters who claim the the gray gun, do you have a 410? No, I didn't think so. Which is why I should have bought that one. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> your daughters have one. I yeah, know my that. daughters have one, and they surprisingly enough seem to think that that's actually theirs. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, I'm not allowed to shoot it really. Uh, well, not without their consent. Yeah, and it's red and gray, so I, you kind of don't want to. I didn't say the red. I just said the gray part. It's I like was trying Santa's to be gracious. Sleigh, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's parkinized gray and red now because uh, they had me dye it red. I but think we talked about it in another cast. We talked about all kinds of stuff in another cast. But that's cast. all right. We didn't buy anything. No, no. There was uh, there was the only other thing I saw was the, the um, what is it, the folding yeah, it's the uh, backpackers. The, yeah, the backpackers. Uh, folding 20, gun. 20 gauge. I think it was a 20 or 410. I can't. No, it was this a 410. This one was a 410. It was yeah. a 410. Yeah, it was a folding 410. It was synthetic stock, $135. I almost bought. I almost went to the ATM machine, bought that thing on the spot. But I, I knew my wife was going to be here when I got home. It could have stayed in my car. You know, okay. Oh yeah, that would have been good. I don't. Did you buy a gun? Yeah, this where's week? that pump that I used to have in the car? If you want to trade off, that'd work. No, now. I don't yeah. think so. We're not going to do that. Miserable <laughs> children. But what we actually went, what he was, what he was, the 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 slender, you know, hail mary hope that my father was going for this this week was that he might find something. That would alleviate a small problem. Oh, it's having. not a small problem. It is not this, a small this problem. This is so great. Well, hey, first this we'll, is so great. We'll end it with is that. not great. We'll start with we'll start with mine. We'll pray we'll prime it with me and we'll we'll end with your fantasticness. Oh, oh good. I can hardly wait. You know, <laughs> sometimes I just have to go to the bathroom. I, I just leave. You I know? just I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. But, but, Bonnie, Cover you're coming yourself, back. Close it off. I gotta go. <laughs> off he goes. Um <sighs> So we uh, were rescuing a, a H&R 925 revolver, and it's one of the guns we're rescuing. Um, and we started on that one first because it, it honestly had the most problems. It's probably going to be the most problematic of the pair. We've done rifles before. There's, there's just, even though there's more of it, 
there's normally less problems with a rifle because or a, a shotgun or a shotgun really exactly. easy, but um, but this pistols, is not turning out. Yeah, easy. this this is not. <laughs> You know, uh, if you look at the level of, like, things you want to get involved in, this is more on the advanced scale. Um, the The rifle's probably easy or beginner to intermediate, you know, as far as the things that are wrong with it. Now, if it had some kind of chambering problem or, or something like that, it would be different. But, no, the pistol is right up there. Uh, so the first thing we, we did, which normally is the easiest part, is the metalwork. Had a lot of, and you, uh, you can see from some of the, the pictures on the site, uh, had a lot of pitting. A lot of rust, just kind of some conditional problems. And you got to stop the rust. You do. Uh, you can you can rust yourself out of a functional firearm pretty damn quickly or or have other problems, especially around chambers, around barrels, around all. So you really want to stop that. Uh, the easiest way that we have found to do it, and, and there are several ways, but the easiest way and the most widely available and cheapest way is chemically. Right, chemically and a little bit of of elbow work, and you can get yourself back to a, a very usable condition. At least a stable, yeah, a uh, stable, stable platform, shootable condition. Platform. Yeah, right, yeah. And uh, we're, most of our stuff that we uh, have taken on, at least in the last couple of years, has been through the fine folks at Birchwood Casey, who are not sponsoring this podcast. Um, but but they could they could they could look at like, even a box of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, you send know? us a box of product, man. <laughs> we'll we'll take it. Okay. We, we don't say nothing though. Yeah, yeah. suffer in silence. <clears throat> but. Uh, their system, and it's it's basically a three part system. Uh, that chemically, it's also a very good three part. Yeah, and it's a lot better. Like if you remember, twenty. Twenty yeah. thirty years ago, go, go twenty five. Yeah, the difference uh, about twenty five years ago. They uh, the chemicals that were available locally, like it, you know, at your local big box, your local sporting goods store, your local Walmart, something like that. Even though they they said they did the same kind of things, they really didn't work as well. Well, that's that's a little harsh. As they they, they were different. I think that I don't that know the, the the chemistry associated with cold bluing. And and blue stripping has evolved with with other technologies, as well as as hydrocarbons and things like that have changed and evolved. Um, these products have have changed and evolved with it. And, and whether it's our memory or whether it's true or not, it seems that uh, they are much better now than they were in the past. Uh, with sure only one exception, way. and that's that orange stain that they make that nobody likes. God, I hate that thing. Um, but that's okay. Yeah, it's yeah the the gunstock refinish. Uh, well, the filler and a yeah. lot of those things work really, really well. The strippers. Oh and, yeah, and no, all, all that's fine. All of that's fine. I, I don't like a, the finish because it comes out orange. No, not not like that. Like like almost a honeyed orange color, and I it's mm, not on guns. I like it on furniture, but not guns. Regardless, but it's still good product. It is uh, it is a good product. It does. And that's where well. we started. So but, go ahead. So we started with the metalwork, and uh, Birchwood Casey has a three part system. It is a debluer and rust remover, a degreaser, and a bluer. Or uh, and they have two types. They have perma blue and super blue. We use super blue because uh, it's a little bit darker and it actually uh, seems to be a little bit more resistant 
to uh, rust and and weather work, it's it's also darker, polishes up a little bit better. Um, plus, you can take a little bit of steel wool to it and blend it a little easier, which makes for a pretty uniform finish. But not all pieces of a weapon blew the same. Okay? Right. So right. sometimes blending is, and we'll talk about that a little later on. But but yeah, sometimes it can be challenging, or you'll have a patchy looking gun, uh, which can happen. But uh, well, the first thing we did, in as you can see from pictures on the on the site, uh, we had a lot of pitting. We had a lot of rust, uh, especially along the frame and along where the top line of the gun and, and around the, the handle where, where stuff was. So we stripped it all down and put the deblower on there. Now, the deblower is interesting. If you've never chemically deblued and reblued a firearm before, um, this stuff will strip, not paint. But it will strip all the bluing off a gun. Now it may take if it's if it's an older gun, they actually blued the weapons at different temperatures than they do now, and and used a different process than they do now. Especially if that bluing has been on there for sixty years, it can be difficult to get off. Um, it's not like taking something that you bought two three years ago and putting the bluer or the debluer on there. It will be silver in about thirty seconds. Okay, you can you can time your watch to it. Uh, something that's 60 years old, like this H&R, you put the bluer on and it gets slightly lighter. Uh, then you're like, huh, it's, maybe this is, maybe the debluer's gone bad. Uh, I'll get another bottle. That's what, it, no, uh, what you gotta do is put that stuff on there and get your, your triple or, or quad aught steel wool and start a scrubbing. Okay. <laughs> you need to really get that debluer in there. Uh, to get it back in silver, to get it silver again, and and get all the the oxidation, which is really what that is, off the gun, and with it will come all the bad rust, all the flakes, all the pits will stay, but they will be cleaned of rust, which is really what you want to stop. You want to stop. It's the same as like painting a car, dealing with rust on a car. Stop the rust first. What it needs is oxygen. Okay, so that's what the oxidation is is helping protect against. Because it's it's mild steel or, or, or rustable steel. It's not stainless or something like that that's very corrosive or, or uh, rust resistant. It'll rust in a heartbeat, okay, especially if you ever get it wet. Put your chemicals on there. Just swab it on with a cotton ball or a paper towel or whatever it is you want. Start steel wooling if it doesn't come automatically silver. Um, you probably, if you're doing a barrel or something like that, put uh, some rubber stoppers. What I normally do is is twist up a toothpick. Or, or a dowel rod uh, with a uh, rubber glove or nitro glove and stick it in either side of the barrel so you don't get any in the barrel because uh, it'll rust the inside of your barrel too or de-rust or de-oxidize de, uh, uh, that. all of the bluing from All everything. of that. And, and normally the inside of your barrel is somewhere you don't really want to screw with with that kind of thing. Plus, you can't really see it well. You can't get in there very well. So if it looks okay, leave it the hell alone. Right. As, as far as the inside of the barrel goes. Other than that, pretty much anything that doesn't look good or has rust on it, you can de-blue it. And you'll know you're done when it's silver and there's no rust on it. It's very simple. Uh, with the top of our 925, Bona had a request that he, uh, it has, I don't know what that is. Is it paint? No, it's a it's a matted finish. Yeah, it's got a, a matte black it's finish a, yeah. on the top rail of the yeah. gun. And he wanted to keep that. It's an anti-glare finish is all it is. Right. 
um, which was pretty easy. Um, the only problem with that, uh, with our particular uh, revolver, was it had uh, the sights were not coated in that. So um, areas like the, the corners and the edges of the sights were rusted. So you had to kind of get there with a Q-tip and get all that stuff out there, then take your Q-tip covered with steel wool and scrape it back off and get all the rust off of it. That took a significant amount of time. Uh, cylinder, everything else pops off. You you get that silver keeping, again, uh, away from the chambers and just get all the rust off of it. Once you stop the rust, you have a couple decisions to make. Um, a popular thing today, I don't particularly agree with either of these methods as far as the way it comes out or the way it looks, is painting it black, which a lot of people do. A lot of people flat black. Uh, a, a revolver now, and that's a popular thing. It's, it's you know, fairly easy to do. Um, they make all kinds of different coatings. Or uh, do one of those two-part coatings for them, you know, uh, that's slightly rubbery. It's got that kind of coat and finish to it. You know, I call it dipping them, although you don't dip it, you spray it on. Both are very popular nowadays. I don't happen to subscribe to either one of those. I like a blued gun better, blued or stainless. Um, it's, it's kind of a classic look that I prefer. Also, it's a hell of a lot easier to take care of you scratch it you just get out your bluer again and with a q-tip go boop, and it blues again and you know all that stuff uh, but so get it silver get the rust off of it now the next step is arguably and you can use steel wool you can use thousand to fifteen hundred grit sandpaper to smooth things out you can take a lot of pitting out a lot of surface pitting if you have really deep pitting you're probably not going to want to get all that stuff out because you're going to have to take a lot of surface metal off uh, it's okay to have some pits if you have an older gun, but if they're real deep, it may be a problem. You may you just get them clean, get the rust out of them, get them resealed, and you're fine. Once you get it silver, you get all the rust off of it, you get it shaved down, sanded down to whatever you want, so it's all nice and bright and shiny and everything like that. Arguably, one of the most important steps after that is degreasing, and they, that's the second part of the Birchwood Casey's uh, system. It's the cleaner degreaser. The bluer will not work well if you have oil, grease, or, or crud all over the gun. Including finger oil, by the way. Yes, as a matter of fact. Do it with gloves on, all right? Um, that, and you don't want any of this stuff on your hands. It's, it's nasty stuff. My wife won't even let me do it in the house. It smells so damn bad. But degrease the entire gun. It's actually a very easy step. The, the real easy way to see if it's clean is if you drag your finger along it with, with latex or nitro gloves and it makes a squeaky noise, you're good. If it does not, there's some oil left there. You need to get all that off because it's going to blue a hell of a lot better because the blue won't, the bluing chemicals won't penetrate uh, the, the steel with the oil on it near as well as it will just, just bare naked steel. And believe me, when we talked about patchiness earlier, that's where it comes into play, at least partly. Um, you can have a tie-dyed blue gun if you you got oil all over that thing. <laughs> Ask me how I know. First shotgun I ever did went. That I was going like to say. going to Well, we don't even have a picture of that. No, anymore. we did. We took it off. Yeah, <laughs> we took it off. I redid we, it. We <laughs> did that one, but yeah. that's okay. It was kind of. Uh, it was special. It was blue camo. Is what yeah. it was. So. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I did not believe the uh, the degreasing was that necessary. It is. So, degrease it. 
And then you're going to start with your next step, which is the blueing. The cold blueing. It the is cold, cold versus it what is, used yeah. to be. Hot, you know. hot blueing is, is, is there's heat, there's, there's fire involved, and you're actually going to burn the gun into oxidation. Um, this is a chemical blueing, basically, and there's two steps to it, okay? Um, again, make sure you don't get any in the barrel because what it does is create oxidation. If you leave the oxidation or if you leave the oxidizer on there too long, it will turn into da -da -da, rust. All right. Don't do that. It does suggest that in the instructions, by the way. These are all not. Yeah, this isn't this secrets. Is, I was going to say, <laughs> this we isn't didn't like secret. discover this under a rock somewhere. No. Oh, look, we can do this now. Yeah, it isn't. I have discovered fire. You know, it isn't one of those. Just like you applied the. The de-bluer with a cotton ball, swab, paper towel, whatever, you can do the bluer that way. Now, a couple things about blueing, cold bluing a gun. One is this process cannot take longer than two minutes. If you leave it on there longer than two minutes, what you're not creating is bluing. What you're creating is rust. So you need to deactivate the bluer before two minutes which means you cannot physically blue the entire weapon, even a handgun, at one time. It means you got to do it in sections. So plan it out is all he's saying. Yes. Uh, I didn't do that with a shotgun. You know how many sections you got to do to do a shotgun barrel? Three. Uh, yeah, three. The answer is three. The answer the is three, by the way. Um, and, and there's some blending going on in there, but... It's very easy to deactivate the oxidizer, and it's very counterintuitive. Put water on it, just regular old tap water. It will stop and deactivate and wash away the bluer. Now, <clears throat> the other part of that is you're putting water on your firearm. It can create rust there itself. Or the if one you that miss... you haven't blued yet, if you didn't blue all of the areas. Yes, and also if you happen to miss a part with the water, and it just continues to rust on up there. Uh, it'll create a bunch of little fuzzy surface rust on there for you, and that's that's going to piss you. You're going to be like, how the hell did I miss all that rust? Well, you didn't. You just made some. It's easy to wipe off, but you got to start the process over. Uh, so blue it all, wipe it all in, do it in sections, all that kind of thing. Get it the color you want it. Uh, you can go over it more than once. It, it will darken up a little bit a second or third time. Not much. Not much. What you get is pretty much what you get. You can darken it up a little bit, but that's about it. it. It comes up to a pretty uniform blue. After that, after you've deactivated it, after you've wiped it off and gone, there, there's it, this looks like hell. You're not done. Okay? You're, you're not done yet. You're like, well, it's, <laughs> what the hell, man? Finish this reading is... the instructions. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were... This sucks. How do they make any money on this? I just ruined my gun. No, you didn't. Go get your, your triple or quad. I know I really like to use quad aught. Uh, so zero, 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 zero steel wool and start buffing the gun. And what, gently, gently, yeah, gently, gently, if even you, with quad, even if, with quad. If you steel push wool, too hard, wool. it will still turn silver. Okay. And you will have to start over. So gently buff the the lines and edges or any place that is not shiny, uh, you buff it right up. It looks absolutely beautiful. When you're done, it will also get rid of your section lines or, or section patches or anything like that. And you wind up with a pretty good-looking uniform blue. 
this whole process on a pistol, eh, I can do it in a movie's worth. You know, you put a movie on in the background, whatever, get yourself, you know, whatever you like to drink and some gloves and stuff and make sure nobody else is in the house or awake so that you can do it inside instead of in the garage. And go to town, it'll take you less than, you know, two hours, less than an hour, you know, depending on how much pitting. and The first and, time is going to be a little long because everything's new. Right, and you're and you're trying to, you, you don't know when to stop sometimes as far as what's achievable in the pitting. You're like, oh, God, I just, I think I could just get those pits out of there. Mm. Unless there, there is a lot of pitting that's that's very surface scratchy, a lot of surface scratches. Yeah, you can those, get those you can out. get. You can get that. Um, but if you can f- rub your finger over it and feel the pitting, mm. that probably ain't coming out, mm. all right? Unless you start taking a lot of metal off of the gun, that's probably is, it's probably going to be there. Um, so you just got to make sure you get those cleaned out. Other than that, it's a pretty quick process, and it'll bring your gun back to something that looked like it was in a junk pile to something that's absolutely shootable. Um, you won't be afraid to take it out and show it to people or anything like it's that. It's not out of the box new, but no. it is. It's very clean looking. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's that's yeah. what I would it's, suggest. It's very usable. It's more than shootable and clean looking. Yep. And then Sean breaks the pistol. Oh God. Yeah. Here I, we, go. we don't say anything, you know, because right, no. it would be an embarrassment. But uh-huh. somebody during this bluing process, not once but twice, broke the pistol. Actually, what happened is your stalwart. Hard-working son handed, unbeknownst to him, a broken firearm. Wasn't broken when I handed it to you. It broken worked. firearm. It worked. It fired. It worked. Oh, I'm sure it did. He, he's, he, and he wanted to give it to me as soon as possible because he knew he broke it. That's what uh, happened. Uh, he knew he broke it. Everything worked. Everything was fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I got a phone call. Uh... Well, that uh, was the, the first phone call. Was was the uh, first, yeah? See, this is just this the first is, one. This, this is the, this is the this first is one. Spring uh, was the the mainspring of the firearm. Now, the nine twenty five is very unique in that the mainspring of the firearm has a head on it that that curves into or, or sockets into the back of the hammer. It's like a hammer. cup. Yeah, and when the hammer pulls back, it rotates on it and all that kind of thing. Very. You know, very simple system and everything. But the head of that, uh, the the cup, is nylon. And this was 60-year-old nylon, which was fine when I gave it to him. Was I mean, crumbly was great, shit is what it was. Fine when I gave it to him. God Handed only knows what he did with it. Now, it had a, like a weird issue with the, the trigger before he uh, it seems it probably needs to be cleaned out, right? That's no, what he I said. I never said that. That's what he said. Never said that. Oh, it it was probably fine. needs to it be cleaned out. Yeah. Gooked it up. Yeah, uh-huh. His brother's probably needs to be I got so, two calls. One for the spring, which cost money. I took I took the grip off the gun and parts fell out of it. You know, yeah, I love your story. God only knows handed your son a broken John Wayne movie and going, I can click, click, click oh Oh, this handed is bad. your son a broken gun. I just, I don't, I, I, I well, regardless, we put a new spring in it. We've told you that parts are still available for yeah, uh, most firearms. Makes every part available for that gun, uh, and they're not. While not cheap, uh, we we did put a a mainspring back in it. It's a brand new spring, brand new pin, and brand new cup. It's a steel cup instead of the uh, plastic nylon one, which which is hysterical because they'll still sell you the mainspring <laughs> and six. Plastic <laughs> cups for it. 
Yeah, so, we, we opted for the steel. So it's like, let me get this straight. I can get six plastic ones in a new mainspring or one steel one in a mainspring, and it's the same price. And I looked, I'm like, why would anybody want? And I looked on the forums, and everybody's like, get the steel one. <laughs> it just breaks and breaks with those stupid-ass nylon ones. So we did. We got the, the new mainspring with the steel cup on it, put it in, all was well. Except... I'm really used to Smith and Wessons. Let me just. Oh, now we're going to downgrade that. the gun that he wants. Oh, this is going to be really good. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, and, Go ahead. And when I put it back together, I'm getting my pump rifle back soon too. I don't know what pump rifle you're talking about. Go ahead. It's yours. Go ahead. He I, put this spring back in. I he put, put it all back, back together, and I pulled the trigger, and it wouldn't fire, or it wouldn't pull. Actually, the cylinder wouldn't rotate, and I'm like, oh god, I broke it again. This is not good. <laughs> Oh, the call I got that evening was just delightful. Yeah, I was uh, all kinds of pissed and worked up. Uh, I think I broke it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know because I thought the first time, you know, I broke it. Then I found out he handed me a broken gun. So I then I was I felt vindicated. I did not hand you a you broken gun. You handed me a broken gun. It happened to rotate through its action when you gave it to it. That was not... In other words, it worked normally when he got it. Oh, yeah. The crumbly nylon in it had nothing to do with anything. Did it anyway. work? Did it no, work? No, it yeah, didn't it work. Did it work. would have broken... It. And oh, you had please. Done it. You had sat and played with the thing, too. Oh, yeah, because that should have broken it. Working I'm the action. I'm sure you, yeah. you broke it. That's uh-huh. right. Good. So everything was wonderful, and I did great. And then yes, we hit... did do great on the bluey. That's true. <laughs> it looks nice. Uh, then there was a minor thing with uh, some kind of trigger safety lock thing that didn't allow it to rotate around that I didn't know about. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> which was, according to him, the second incident, which we cleaned up with a little bit of, of uh, <laughs> paper towel and, yeah, yeah, and Scott towel and some oil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it worked great. Looked great. Worked great. And then it. It went in for phase two. This is bad. This is where things are going to get ugly. So when we first purchased the pistol, we assumed and we even suggested that I would do the grips because they were two piece grips. We unscrewed the screws to the grips. And one piece came off. And one piece came off, as in it's molded plastic for a single piece. Wraparound. It's a a wraparound bird's eye handle is what it is. Bird's head handle. And I went, oh, this is wrong. Now, inleted grips are not that difficult to do. We've done 40 years ago, but we've done them before. I was going to say, now, wait, 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 wait. This is my favorite part. Oh, God. Now, when I was a kid, all right, my father was in the military. We've mentioned that before. And he used to, for various people, and I remember a little bit, people would show up, bring him a gun. He would make grips out in the garage. I'd hang out there with him and stuff. He'd make grips out of cherry and walnut and it just really cool wood, you know, some maples, all all kinds of cool stuff. And he, he'd custom fit grips to, to guns for people. Now, that was over 35 years it's ago. It's close to 40. Yeah. Right. It was a long, long <laughs> time ago, right? So, well, but, it wasn't last week, I'll tell you that. This so, skill set's drif- drifted on us a little. Yeah. Um, Carter was still president. When, well, this was before that. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when this was going on, okay? So it was a while ago, all right? 
Reaganomics. Before Reaganomics. That's how that's how far away this was. Now, recently we picked up this 925, and as Buana said, they're they're one piece plastic wrap around grips. Now, two things about this make them make this strange. One, that they are indeed a plastic wrap around, um, which really wasn't that uncommon, but the other part of this is there's no aftermarket for wood grips for this particular firearm. Yeah, lots of other H&Rs have wood grips. Uh, many of their revolvers, even the, the straight back revolvers, have some wood grips for them. This particular pistol has not none a, of that. Nothing. Uh, it ain't like going up and saying, I got a Smith 38. Yes, we'll pick from one of these 18,000 styles and you know uh, products of grips. No. There's none of that. You could, you might be able to find replacement plastic wraparounds, but there's nothing wrong with our plastic wraparounds. We just don't like them. So as Bona had said, he was going to try. Now I I questioned this. On he he was over the other night uh, picking up the gun or, or something. I think he might have been watching the kids, and I said to him, "So let me get this straight. Thirty-five, forty years on." You are going to attempt this for the first time in black walnut with inleted wraparound grips. No patterns. No patterns. A Dremel tool, and there was something else in there. But I'm like, don't you think that's, I don't know, a touch ambitious? No, it's fine. It should be fine. Forty years ago, it would have been nothing. I did this with tools and like a, a drill yeah, a and, rock a thing. And, a, and a hand chisel. You know, <laughs> like, this seems like a bad plan, man. Well, it was a bad plan. Okay? <laughs> Started off great. I I got the the black walnut cut, and uh, we we uh, you even we, had it feathered and everything, didn't you? Yeah, I feathered, cut it, blocked and, it, feathered blocked it, blocked it, it, it yeah. got it all set up. Started with the Dremel tool. I had purchased, uh, well, <clears throat> I'd purchased a router bit for the yeah, Dremel. That mm-hmm. didn't work out, so I ended up having to use a cutter, different kind of cutter. So that worked out fine. And uh, then I, I was feeling really pretty good. You know, I had flat surface on about a third of the inlet at the proper depth. You know, we had measured the frame width and cut that in half i was very annoyed at this part of the story by the way because i'm like oh son of a bitch he made it you know he got all the way through it he's he's gonna be nothing but smug it was going pretty well (laughs) as in it was going it It didn't finish but it was going really well we had about a third of it inleted uh the first uh we start with the left hand side for Unique reasons, but that's all right, because it's always backwards to me. And if I can get past the left, I, the right's going to work. Okay, <laughs> the right's going to be fine. Well, the right will be fine, but if I'm going to screw, if I'm going to mess something up, it'll be the left one. So uh, we got into that, and the collar on the Dremel tool drifted, and so we, did the bit, <laughs> and it did, and it you know started drilling like deep holes. And it downgraded so you could, like, not have anything but a paper-thin edge because it went that deep on the – it was just not right, okay? It was, you could I press gr- on the other side I and guess it moved. To, yeah. uh, to, to clarify for those who have no real – I drilled through the damn thing, okay? It was just a hole. You couldn't have, you couldn't have sanded it out. You couldn't have putted it. It was just a hole. And uh, that was the end of the black walnut, by the way. <laughs> we've, we've moved to other woods. 
And when I say woods, I do mean more than one because we had more than one problem. Uh, we should we we are now on our third set. Third, <laughs> we're on our third set. We're down to mesquite at this point, which is a pretty wood, by the that, way. It's it's pretty and it, forgiving, by it, the way. It, it is it's dense, but it's forgiving. Uh, we've we've made it through uh, for on the mesquite grips. Oh, which, we've we've made some mesquite. Progress? Well, we've made a little. We've we've got the silhouette, so it's all feathered and so right on. But uh, look at you go! It's not. We had to stop at that point. <laughs> well, you know, I used to be able to see lines in pencils. Now I got to make them in magic marker. You know, and it, they're so thick for me to see them that can't tell if you don't remember which edge was really the edge you had you're either gonna go you know like an eighth of an inch over or an eighth of an inch under one or the other so it's not gonna go well but we're making a little bit of headway with it um the project may end with plastic grips so we're, we're not sure it depends on my wood budget going forward as well as uh, there's now a grip budget yeah there is now yeah there's only so much you're gonna gun shoots looks good leave it alone so uh, i'm almost finished with my phase you know <laughs> it was not good that's just that simple uh well you know i have you know i don't have you know 60 plus year old eyes but i do have 40 plus year old eyes you'll notice my hobby hood over there my magnification hobby hood does not get put away much anymore yeah well mine gets clogged with sawdust you know, i'm not <laughs> doing metal stuff here i'm doing sawdust i can't see squat <laughs> i don't know if that's a pit or a sc- Kayla, come here. Look at this. <laughs> Tell Daddy that is that smooth. Yeah, yeah, Daddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I knew that. All right, I mean, good. I We're even th- got wood chisels out. I'm going to take this sucker <laughs> off. I know how to do this. So we uh, we've this is part of the thing with with gun rescues is they never really go how you think they're going to go. Um, I am happy to report at this point uh, after our adventures with the 925 that the uh, Lakefield Mark II is going great. Uh, it's just started. That's just why. started. I'm looking at it. He's yeah, got it it's, apart. It's That's apart. It. That's all it That's is. That's about it. It's going um, great. It's kind of like my first black walnut grip. Yeah, it's you know? going fantastic. It's, just, it's going great. Everything lined up. All the measurements were clean till the tool slipped. Not yeah. by me, by the way. The tool, not that we'd ever trash Dremel, but. Uh, wow. Yeah, there's a... Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. The collar was not right. I, I'm pretty sure it was not an, an operator error. But <laughs> if we were to call Dremel, they may suggest that. They may that. S- wrongly suggest. <laughs> yeah, that's, that would be incorrect, but they may wrongly suggest it. So. But uh, I did find out that... Um, there's there's normally only if you guys uh, have ever dealt with this or, or had to deal with this before, there's really only three or four types of wood that uh, manufacturers use for stocks. And when I took you have your shot because if it's older, they actually you're you're more likely to have a, a decent cut and a decent style of, of stock grade of, of grade of, of wood, grade and, of wood. And a lot of times if it looks walnut and it's old, it is. It is walnut, and and then normally the older it is, the better cut of of whatever what it's made of is, and it's got beautiful grain patterns and all that kind of stuff. The black walnut I ruined was excellent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just ah, just beautiful. But uh, so I pulled the uh, the Lakefield apart, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's birch. <laughs> it's like when you pull oh, the end cap off and it's white. 
you're like, ah, they used birch, I see, you know, so. There's nothing wrong with birch. It's a hardwood. It's a hardwood. Uh, it's it's not the walnut I was hoping for. Because um, with all the, the finery, on, you know, all the, the plates and the, you know, the barrel and, the, you know, all the stuff, the end cap and everything, you know, they, they come from the factory and it's stained very well. It looks like you got a good shot of it being one. No. Because uh, walnut and birch weigh up roughly the same. They're both pretty long grain, dense wood. Um, no, it's it's birch, which just means when you're refinishing, when I go to refinish it, I'm going to have to use some pretty heavy stain. Now, the good news is, is birch accepts stain very well, both uh, water-based and oil-based. But um, it's going to be more than one coat, probably more than four coats, uh, to be honest. And then I will finish it instead of a glaze, which is normally what they use. Now, my gun was made anywhere from 95 to, you know, 83 to 95, which, honestly, I probably shouldn't have expected walnut because by that time they were uh, well they into the cost. Moved, yeah, yeah. They, they really moved into the cost savings and, and did But it all wasn't molded plastic. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've gotten really lucky with a lot of the, the stocks that we've had because we like to buy used and older guns. We have some actually gorgeous uh, stocks and grips that we've wound up with just because that's what they made them out of at the time. Uh, but this one, um, next cast is going to be uh, woodworking. and uh, Not bl- so much the me continuing either because I'll still the, be the, doing the same left the stock. You know? <laughs> we got a pile of lefts over there, so uh, <laughs> the I'll let you know when I finish a left. Grips, all right? yeah. Then you can set your expectations. But until I finish a left, it's not happening. Set your adventure to stun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's... The continuing adventures of Bonus Grips and uh, my, uh, my <laughs> he'll do a little checkering for you. Yeah, we'll I'll talk do about some checkering, checkering tools and, and, and uh, uh, refinishing and, and sanding stuff and and kind of fixing some of the issues that you have with wooden uh, wooden stocks and checkering and, and all that kind of thing. So that's what we have in store for you next time. And uh, you got anything else that you'd like to expand upon on your grips? No, every, everything's on the left side. So <laughs> I, I, I don't. There's I, nothing no, else to talk no. about. Uh, but uh, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and, and end it here. If you guys have any questions about that or, or about the cast in general or guns that you have or anything like that, let us know. And we will see you next time. On behalf of Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, Check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.